everybody, welcome back to Dan Likes Games. My name is Dan and as always, I like games. And today I'm going to be talking about the classic worker placement game, Lords of Waterdeep. But before I do, let's dive into some games and or news that I found interesting this week. Kicking things off is actually a video game that I'd like to talk about. And that is Starfield from Bethesda. Now Bethesda is very well known and popular for making the Elder Scrolls series. Games like uh, Oblivion, Morrowind, uh, Skyrim is their most popular one. And the Fallout series, uh, Fallout 1 to 4 and then the online stuff as well. Uh, so Fallout 4 came out quite a while ago and they've announced Elder Scrolls 6, the next game in the series. But before that can come out is Starfield has to come out. And so Starfield is finally near completion and they announced it quite a few years ago. And we just got our first gameplay trailer over the weekend during the Xbox Bethesda showcase. And it looks amazing. I'm really excited for this. I love the Skyrim games. I, I love the Fallout games. Um, I love Bethesda in general and what they do with Arcana particularly. And I'm very excited for this. It's been kind of pinned as Skyrim in space. And that's cool. I hope it's its own game, which it looks like it will be. Um, and like it'll have so many explorable planets and all this, and that looks very exciting. And um, just looking at the gameplay trailer, it looks like all the creatures won't necessarily be um, aggressive, like, and you won't really know if you go to a new planet and there's new life there that you've never seen before. You won't know whether they're aggressive or not, and they may just be peaceful creatures trying to, you know, live their own life. So it looks very cool. Looks very exciting. Uh, go check out the gameplay trailer, and uh, you'll have the link to the game website in general. It looks very exciting, and if you like games like Skyrim or Fallout or role-playing games in general, you're probably going to be excited for this. Second thing I want to talk about is actually a games day that's happening uh, at the end of next month, end of July, 30th and 31st, and that is the Cancer Society Games Fair. This is in New Zealand, so the New Zealand Cancer Society is putting on a games fair. They're partnering up with um, a whole bunch of people. I think their main sponsor is Hobby Games. But they're partnering up with lots of people to produce this games fair. What it will be is it's a games day split into four different areas. So board gaming area, which is the area I will be going to, probably. War games, card games, and tabletop RPGs. So you pay, buy a ticket to get into the games fair and then you can buy separate tickets for each of those areas and you can go, you know, in and out of those areas as you wish. Uh, I'm very excited for this. Um, uh, it will be a lot of fun. I like board, the board games by the bay that I went to uh, last year, I think. Possibly this year, but time kind of gets mixed up. I'm pretty sure it was last year. That was lots of fun and I've been wanting to go to another games day in a long, uh, for, for a long time. And I'm excited for this one. Plus, on top of that... Uh, I've heard that Shem Phillips and Sam McDonald from Garfield Games will be attending and it'll be really great to finally meet them in person and maybe play a game with them or chat to them and just get to see them and meet them in person and will be really cool and I'm excited for that. So that's the Cancer Society Game Fair. You can just look up Cancer Society Game Fair, you'll find it, but the link will be in the description below. Last thing I want to talk about today before we jump into Lords of Waterdeep is the... Uh, unmatched Houdini vs. Genie set. So this set has been announced for a while, but they finally released the cover art for it and also the card backs for it uh, in their latest campaign for the storage solution. Uh, 
So Unmatched Houdini vs Genie is what it sounds like. It's a new Unmatched set, which will have Houdini, the master of escapism, and the Genie from the Lamp. It's a very cool set. It's a very thematic set. These two make sense to be going against each other, two uh, magicians, as it were, one a real you know, magician who did tricks, and another fictional character who had magic. The uh, theme in the art is really cool. They've both kind of got a theming around their hands and all this sort of stuff, and it looks really awesome, and I'm really excited for these characters. They'll be cool characters to play, and yeah, I'm just excited to add it to the roster of characters along with the storage set. Um, yeah, so that that's all. I just uh, I'm really excited about Unmatched. You guys know how much I love it by how much I talk about it, and so this is just more Unmatched for me to talk about, and I'm very excited for it. So, jumping into the main topic of today, Lords of Waterdeep. Lords of Waterdeep is a board game designed by Peter Lee and Rodney Thompson, and it is published by Wizards of the Coast. Now, if you know the name Wizards of the Coast, it is probably because you would know that they publish Dungeons and Dragons. So, Lords of Waterdeep is a Dungeons and Dragons themed Euro game. It plays nothing like a role-playing game, there's no role-playing in it at all. It is just themed in the universe of Dungeons and Dragons. You are playing as these lords of the city of Waterdeep, hence the title Lords of Waterdeep. Waterdeep, the city of splendors, the most resplendent jewel in the Forgotten Realms, and a den of political intrigue and shady back alley dealings. In this game, the players are powerful lords vying for control of this great city. Its treasures and resources are ripe for the taking, and that which cannot be gained through trickery and negotiation must be taken by force. So you're playing as one of the rulers of Lord of the one of the behind-the-scenes lords who controls everything, controls the government and all these. And what you're going to be doing is you've got your tavern, and you're going to be collecting adventurers, which are just cubes, so these are your resources for the game. And sending them out on quests and getting them to complete these quests for you to increase your victory points, which will increase your hold on the city. Um, the uh, adventures that you're currying to your tavern, there's four colors, so it's just white, orange, black, and purple. And I guarantee you're going to call them orange, black, white, and purple. You're not going to call them what they are. Whites are clerics, oranges are warriors, blacks are rogues, I believe, and purple are wizards. Uh, yes, that's right. So you're going to be collecting these cubes, putting them in your tavern, and then um, at the end of your turn, you can complete a quest that you have. It's very much like a ticket to ride. If you've done a particular thing, you can spend those to complete that quest and get points. It is a worker placement game, and it is a very basic worker placement game, but that doesn't necessarily make it bad. The way the game works is, like most worker placement games, on your turn, you will just place one worker, and you'll do an action... Um, you'll do the action of the location that you place your worker on. So, for example, let's say you place your worker on um, the Field of Triumph, you will gain two orange cubes. If you put it on the Black Staff Tower, you will gain one purple cube, etc., etc. There is spaces for all the different cube colors. There are spaces to gain coins and uh, to get uh, new quests and all that sort of stuff. And then those are all the basic buildings, and then there is a space to build your own buildings. Now, this aspect of building your own buildings is quite cool. It puts out a new location that anybody can go to, 
um, in the game, which will give them a new effect, whatever that location may be. So instead of just the normal locations that give you two oranges or a location that gives you a purple, you could build a building which gives you two oranges and a purple. Now, clearly, that's a better building to go to. However, when you buy a building and build it, you get to place a token of your player color on that building, and then you will get a reward every time someone else goes to that building. So it benefits you to put these builder better buildings out for other people because then you'll get a reward every time they're used. The game is very simple. Like I said, you just place a worker on your turn, do that action. If you can and want to, at the end of your turn, you may spend all the resources required to complete a quest. When you do that, you'll gain the reward of that quest. Most of the time, it's just points. You may get some money along with those points. You may get some different adventurers, or you may get a special ongoing effect. You'll be doing this for a certain number of rounds. Um, I want to say eight rounds, I think. Uh, by the fifth round, you get an extra worker, which just means you get more actions you can do throughout your turn. You're going back and forth, just completing quests until the, the last round is ended. When the round is ended, you are going to uh, you gain points when you complete the quest, so you don't need to count those up, but you will reveal which lord you got, which would have been dealt at the start of the game, and they will have a particular two types of quests that they're looking for. So there's Warfare, Skullduggery, Piety, and Arcana. And so your lord may particularly be looking for Piety and Arcana. So throughout the game, you're going to be purposely trying to uh, gather and complete those types of quests. And so they will gain an extra four points per quest of those types that they completed. You do that, once you've totaled up the points, you just see who's won, and that's it. That's the game. Uh, other stuff is, is there's uh, intrigue cards, which are just small action cards that you can play, which allow you to do bonus things that you wouldn't normally do, like maybe steal two coins from another player, or you gain four coins and another player gains two coins. Or, you know, you can trade some colors around, etc., etc. But the game is a very simple worker placement game of just placing a worker and then completing a quest if you can. It's very good though. It's very, um, it just feels nice to play. You're just collecting these resources and fulfilling these quests and the game goes quite smoothly if everyone knows how to play and it doesn't take long to learn. It's just a classic worker placement game. I do really like this game. It does have a problem and that problem is it is very easy to mess people up to screw people over if i have a quest that needs three purples a white and an orange and there's only one location to gain purples at this point in time because the other ones are taken you know and that spot then gets taken and then someone plays a card that forces me to get rid of purple that just ruins ruins your day it, it makes it so that you are now two steps behind and and now you maybe you know, don't have enough time to complete this quest and another quest that you're working on. We played a game recently where that happened to my dad and it was on the last round and he just couldn't do anything. It was just we got rid of some of his resources and he couldn't complete the quest that he needed to complete and he didn't have enough turns to do it. So he was just had to go somewhere and get two points off of that instead of the 15 or however many it was from the quest. And that can be quite frustrating. Um, you could, I guess, go through the deck and take any... Um, cards like that out but that's part of the game and, and um, it's not a bad part it's just you have to be okay with that uh, or you have to play with a group who's not going to mind that or who won't do that very often 
Um, but the problem is it's also beneficial to play cards because then you get another go with that worker after you've played the card. And so it's a great game, really simple game, but it can be quite mean and cruel, and I don't think it needs to be. There is an expansion for that, and I haven't played with the expansion uh, in a long time. We used to play the digital, I used to have the digital version on my iPad, and we had the expansion on there. I don't remember what it adds, but I'd be quite interested in it, particularly if it um, gets rid of that meanness a little bit. But yeah, that's Lords of Waterdeep, again, designed by Peter Lee, Rodney Thompson, and published by Wizards of the Coast. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. I'm sorry that this episode was late. I was sick last week and um, just uh, just wasn't able to record as I had a cough and, and you know, would have been all spluttery and all that. But thank you for listening and thank you for sticking around and I'll see you all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.